Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. One verse tonight, but I want you to leave your Bible because I want to go through all the scriptures. But my key verse tonight is Acts chapter 4, verse 31. Acts chapter 4, verse 31. It says in Acts chapter 4, verse 31, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken, where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. Let us pray. Father, we thank you tonight. Lord, we just ask you to touch hearts. Lift us up. Help us to feel the power that you endowed us with. Father, we'll praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. In the text we find the first church, it's the early church of Jerusalem. Uh, this is a church that is in its beginning and it has a lot of oppositions against it, persecutions against it. Uh, the first deacon of the church that was elected was, was drug out, stoned to death and that was Stephen. And that's a rough start for a church, I'm, I'm telling you that's a rough start. In this text the early church counted themselves worthy that they suffer for the shame for the name of Christ. They were saying that uh, they appreciated the fact that God had counted them worthy to suffer persecution. That means God had trusted them with something. And when we go through persecution, we feel like God is judging us. But let me just say this, persecution does not always mean God is judged upon you, but sometimes it means God has trust you enough to let you go through something because He believes that you'll be able to handle it, you'll be able to go through it, and it's going to not make you bitter, but make you better when you come out on the other side. In the next chapter we see that this church in its infant stages, at the very beginning, it's going to experience an explosion of growth, an explosion of power of God. In verse number 14 of chapter 5, it said, And believers were added, more, added to the Lord, multitudes, both men and women. Now I ask myself, uh, uh, how come this church, how come this first church saw so many great things of God? Why did they see uh, so many people saved, so many people added to the church, and so many people grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ? And I believe because of some things that happened in verse 31 and all the way down through the rest of the text. The Bible said they got shook. They were shaken. And when they were praying in the place, they assembled together they got shaken. I, I, I got to thinking about that. I said, what does that word shaken mean in the context of the scripture here? And it means to agitate. It means to, to shake thoroughly the contents. So you realize in order for something to reach this full potential, you have to shake it up. There are some medicines in our cabinets and each and one of us probably got them in there and I thought this would very be very interesting you, you look at the ingredients on the medicine you see it and you get to look at it but right down here it says shake well before using 
That means you need to get a hold of this thing and shake it well before you use it. Amen. And I said, why in the world, uh, why would you have to shake uh, this to, to use it to, 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 uh, 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 to help you? But I got to thinking about it, and, it, and I went to the uh, uh, medical web, and I got to say, and I asked them, says, why do you have to shake medicine that says shake well on it before using it? It said, because of the properties uh, that's inside of here, uh, it has to be mixed in order to you to receive the full power that the doctor suggested you to have to cure whatever's wrong with you. And if you don't do it, what it does, all the power of the medicine starts to settle down. It'll settle down in the bottom. And if you don't shake it, it's going to be all you're doing is taking and pouring off the top. You don't shake it. You're getting a watered down version of the medicine that the doctor has prescribed for you. I read a story. I thought it was very interesting. A lady took her, her child to the doctor and he got diagnosed with uh, epilepsy and uh, they went to the store and they got the medicine. They went home and for the first two weeks, it helped the child. The child got better. But she noticed after the first two weeks, it wasn't getting better. It was getting worse. In fact, she said, I, I even noticed that the color of the uh, uh, medicine start to change. So she went back to the pharmacy and she said something wrong. She got to get some more medicine. And she watched the pharmacy. He picked up the big bottle and poured it into the small bottle and never shook it up. And all that child was receiving was nothing but watered down version of the power. And let me just say this. That's the way a lot of Christians are today. We've gotten settled in our life. We've gotten settled and there's some things that would settle down in uh, and not only does it work in, 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 in medicine, but I got to think about it too. It, it works in sweetness. Amen. Y'all see the bottom of that thing? Y'all see the bottom of that? If I, if I open this thing up and start to drink it right here, it's not going to taste real good. You've ever done that. It's not going to taste good. But if you give that thing a shake, and get it mixed up again, you pop that top, and you got you some good stuff. You got good stuff. But what it is, is Christian people have gotten settled in, and they've settled down in things. Do you know why so many churches are out there are sickly and anemic spiritually? Why so many Christians are sour and ain't got no sweetness to them because there's something that they do not regularly keep shook up in their life. A church, there's some things that a church and a Christian has to get shaken up on a regular basis in their life in order to receive the fullness of God, receive the fullness of power of God, and we need to do that in order for us to reach our maximum strength from what the doctor of heaven has given us and what he's called us to do. There are some things that need to be shaken in our church, in our lives. You get too comfortable and you allow your Christian life and your walk with God to set and settle a while it's not going to do you as much good as it did to begin with. In fact, you start losing your power. And all of us tonight 
must keep something shaking in our life in order for us to be what God has called us to do. In order for us to stay sweet. In order for us to have the power that God has given there are some things that needs to be shaken in our life. There are some things in Acts chapter 4, I believe, uh, if we take them in our lives and take them in as a church and we shake them together, I believe that we'll have our maximum potential and our maximum power in what God has wanting us to do. The first thing I see in here is the seriousness of prayer. Verse 31. You know, let's, let's go back, go all the way down to verse 24. And when they heard, they lifted up their voices to God in one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which has made heaven and earth and the sea and all of them that is in it, who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, why did the heathens rage and the people imagine vain things? The king of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ for of a truth against thy holy child Jesus whom thou hast anointed but Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together for to, to, for to do whatsoever thy, thy hand and thy counsel determined for to be done. And now, Lord, behold thy threatening in thy grant unto thy servant that they might be boldness and they might speak thy word by stretching forth thy hand to heal and the signs of wonders may be done by the name of the holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, when they had prayed, we need some serious praying in our life. We need the church to have some serious praying. If you want to see God to give us that fullness power, that we need to pray. You talk about some serious prayer in here. They prayed until God came by. They sh that shook that place where they was. And now let me tell you what. We need to start praying and keep praying until God comes by. This church is only strong as the prayers that we offer up to God. Amen. This church will be only as strong as every member, every man, every woman, every child. The power of their prayers that are offered up. We're only going to be as strong as we offer by prayers to God. I, I want in this place... You pray for the memberships of this church. I, I wonder if you pray for the pastor. I, I wonder if you pray for the Sunday school teachers. I wonder if you pray for the message. I wonder if you pray for the things of God that goes on in this place. I wonder. Look, just don't walk in and sit down and don't think nothing's about to happen. There's nothing going on in this place. You haven't offered up a prayer to God before you came to the house of God. You haven't said, Lord, I'm looking for a movement. I'm expecting a movement from you. Let me just say this. We come week in, week out, and we're not offering no prayers up. I'm not just talking about the church at the altar. I'm not just talking about the pews. I'm talking about your house. You get home. You get that on your knees. You find that place. You find that secret place, and you can get along with God where you can get a hold of God. And God get a hold of you, and you start offering up your prayers until God comes by. And when they prayed, I'm talking about some serious praying. There are lost people dying and going to hell. There are your children 
Your family members that are dying and going to hell lost and undone. We need some serious praying. We want God to come by. We want to pray until God shakes this place. There was some serious praying. If you and I want to shake some things up in our life and our, and our church, there must be some serious praying going on. If we want the full potential of the power that God has given us, there must be some serious praying going on. What else do we need to shake up real good in our life? Well, here it is in verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they had assembled together, and they all were filled with the Holy Ghost. The Spirit's power. Let me, I, 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 let me just say this. Not some got filled. Not one or two got filled. But the Bible said they all, they all got filled. Now, I've been in church services uh, where maybe 50% of the church got filled. I've been in some church services, maybe about 10 or 20 got filled. I've even been in church services that nobody even got filled. And I'd rather be in a church service when everybody, but I've never been in a church service where everybody got filled with the Spirit of God and everybody's one mind and one accord. I've never been there. But we had to ask, Lord, hey, if we're going to pray with seriousness and we're asking God to fill us with the Spirit of God, I'm talking about serious praying and reaching out to God. Imagine what God can do in this place if every last one of us was filled with the Holy Ghost, filled with the power of God. If every last one of us you know what? We ought to be coming to the church. Lord, I need you to fill me. You realize I can get up and I preach messages tonight. The singers get up and they sing their songs. And you can show up and sit down. Sinners could come in and show up. And saints would come in and show up and sit down. But the Spirit of the power of God is not with us. It doesn't abide with us. If the Holy Ghost of God does not manifest itself, listen, I, I, I'm talking to the Wednesday night crowd here. Listen, there is a difference from the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and the outdwelling of the Holy Ghost. There is a difference. Hey, I, I brought him here with me tonight because he's inside of me. You brought him here tonight because he's inside of you. We all brought him here tonight. But there's something different about the outward explosion and manifestation of the Holy Spirit on the outside of us that everybody sees, that everybody feels. Hey, we've all come and we all feel and we all shout and praising God. I'm telling you, if we want to see the power of God manifested in our lives and in our church, we've got to ask God to fill us. We've got to come expecting. We've got to come filled. And we need to be praying sincere prayers. Lord, I'm praying until you shake this place. I, I think what it is, the problem is, a lot of people have just gotten settled, satisfied. With the way they are. They've said, you know what, I'm saved, I'm filling the pew, I'm, set, I'm satisfied. 
God don't want you to be satisfied. I don't want to be satisfied. Now, if you're satisfied about where you're at right now, you've got a problem. But God doesn't want you satisfied. God wants a whole lot more for you. I, I believe if we start saying, Lord, I, I, I've got a little bit of comfortable right here. I, I need something to shake me up. And we ought to ask him, Lord, if there's something in my life that needs to be shaken up, Lord, shake me up. I don't want to feel satisfied. I don't want to get comfortable. I don't want to settle down. I need to be shaken up. I need the power of God. I need to be manifested that other people might see you in me. We've just gotten satisfied. We're satisfied. It's done sunk into the bottoms of our heart. We're just satisfied. We've let it settle in the bottom. We know we're saved on our way to heaven, and we have gotten comfortable. But God is not satisfied with us. God wants the Holy Ghost to shake our lives up and shake the church up. God wants to fill us. God wants the world to see what he can do in this place. Now let me tell you what, I love to see an overflowing of the Holy Spirit of God in that place. Amen. I, I love it. And you, you talking about somebody getting caught up. You talking about somebody getting filled and they start expressing, and they start showing it, and it starts overflowing. It don't take long, it starts reaching other people, amen. It don't take long when somebody starts standing up testifying, all of a sudden they raise their hand, and tears start falling down, and all of a sudden God starts moving, the Holy Spirit starts touching other people, and you're right there with them. You don't know what they're going through, you don't know what they've been through, but hey, God knows, I'm just gonna stand and give them the praise. I feel like God is telling me to stand and shout. I'm feeling like God said, hey, raise my hand. Uh, let me tell you, we don't even say amen in church no more. We don't stand no more. Hey, we've gotten settled. Where are we at? God wants more, a whole lot more from you than just getting settled. I want to be filled with the fullness of God and the power of God. I want people to know that God help us not to quench the Holy Spirit. God, help us when the Spirit is moving, be receptive to it. And just let Him fill us. We need some things shaking in our lives in order for us to receive the power of God and the fullness of God in our lives and in our church. We need the seriousness of prayer. and We need the filling of the Holy Spirit in our lives. But we need the Scripture's promise too. They prayed. The place was shaken. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God. Let me just say this. You cannot speak the word of God if you do not know the word of God. I would love to preach to pews that are full. Amen. That would be a blessing. That's okay. I would love to say, hey, our church is growing so much, uh, we happen to build a building and extend the walls. That'd be okay. What I'd really like to know, does this church know the Bible? Do you know the Bible? Now, let me tell you, the devil knows more Bible than a lot of Christians sitting in church today. 
You need to get a hold of Bible. Let me just say this. If your relationship with God is based on your relationship with your Bible that's in your hand, you better make sure it's a strong one. Because let me just say this. The closest thing that you'll ever get to Jesus in your hand is the Word of God. And then you know what the Bible says? He's the, uh, the, the preeminent of the Word of God. That He says, and the Word was God. That's the capital W. And he said, in the Scriptures is the Word of God, the little W. He said, hey, what you're holding in your hand is the closest thing to Jesus, except when you get to heaven. You ought to treat that like you're holding Jesus in your hand. Let me tell you what, your relationship relationship with your Bible is counted what God is saying in our lives. It has to be close. Jesus said the words that I have spoken, they're full of spirit and life. If we're going to reach our strength and our full potential, you need to dig into that book you have in your lap. And it has to be on a regular basis. You know, a lot of Christians, the only time they ever read the Bible is on Sunday morning when the preacher says, stand and let's go through the scriptures. It's the only time. If you want to know how to have a happy life, get into the book. If you want to know how to have a happy family, get into the book. If you want to know how to have a healthy life, get into the book. If you want to know how to have finances and have no problems and no worries and no heartaches, no stress, you need to get into the book that you have in your life. That is the closest thing to Jesus that you have on this world today is the Word of God in your lap. We want, we want God to fill us. We want the full potential in our lives to be what God has wanted us to be. The seriousness of praying and having being filled with the Spirit. The scriptures that are promised, knowing the Word of God. But you know what? They spake the Word of God with boldness. We need some straight preaching. There was some bold preaching going on in this church. I, I know there's some that ask questions sometimes. Why is that preacher going off on a rail again? Why is he going that way? Why is he preaching so hard on that? That's just me. I can't help it. It's the way I am. I find today that many people today don't want bold preaching in their life anymore. But I'm telling you, if you want to see the full potential of God and the strength of God in the day in which we live in, there must be some strong voice of truth from the Word of God. We need to agree with those that preach. Let me, I, you know what, let me, let me just say this. This is the reason why when somebody comes in here to preach, I've already heard him before. I just don't let somebody call me up, can I come preach? No. I'm going to listen to you. 
I, that's why the ones that come and preach in here, we know them. We know what they stand. We know their, their doctrine. We know what they believe. We know what they carry. And they're not going to hurt anybody. They're just going to preach the truth. Uh, they're going to lay it to you at your feet. Uh, and what you do with it is on your account. But they're telling you what God has told them to do. That's why when preachers come in here, they're going to preach the truth. Uh, I'm not letting some little Millie Manilli come in here and not tell you what Word of God says. Uh, it's going to be the truth and what God said. And if somebody comes in, and tries to tell you something that ain't right, you need to stand up and say, hey, that ain't the word of God. Amen. Had one guy come to Florida. I had heard him when I was a young guy. And he was a powerful preacher. He called me and I said, yeah, I know you. He says, can I come and preach? Well, I'm going on what I know from years past. I said, sure. Come on. Well, the night before, somebody called me and said, Brother Jimmy, he said, yeah, he ain't the same. He's not the same. Well, I'm thinking, what in the world would be? What in the world? What do you mean? Boy, when he got there, I found out real quick, real quick, that boy had done flipped. That boy done fell off the deep end. I said, hold up, bro. You can't preach here can't do that here we need some bold pre- let me tell you what I'll I, 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 I tell you what, what you're doing if you want a good laugh get you some popcorn pull your chair up in front of your TV and turn on TV in. you'll laugh some of them things that go on there it'll make you laugh we need bold preaching we need the word of God preached as God had meant it to be preached with truth and authority we don't need this, oh, y'all come today, we're going to get all this good stuff. God made you the head, he didn't make you the tail. God wants you to have all the riches in the world. Yeah, it is. No, we didn't. God, God ain't doing that. He ain't doing that. God said they, per, they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. They hated me, they're going to hate you. That's where we're living at today. They hate you. Those who proclaim the name of Jesus, they look down on you today. We need some preachers that stand in a pulpit and start preaching what thus said the Lord. Not what they feel, not what the congregation wants to hear. They don't want to tickle your ear. Come on, preacher, tickle my ear. Tell me how good I'm being today. How good I, hey, when you start preaching against sin, you start preaching against this or that. They don't want to hear that. They want to know what makes me feel good. Let me just say this. If you leave out of here and all I made you was feel good about yourself, I have failed. Jew. Amen. I'd fire me too. If you left out of here feeling happy about yourself, I'd fire me too. I would. I, I'm not going to stay in a church myself if I didn't hear the preaching that I've heard here. Now, I've heard some good preaching in here. I've heard some preachers come in here and lay it down. Laid it down. Let me tell you what. If I don't lay it down for you, y'all need to say, hey, brother, you need to take it on down the road. But we need somebody that's going to tell us the truth. We need some boldness. They spoke the word of God with boldness. They're not holding back. They're not standing there trembling. They're speaking the word of God with boldness. And let me just say this, church, we need to have some more boldness in our life concerning the word of God. God has not changed his word. It's the same. 
yesterday and day forever. He's not changing. Amen. So what God has said that we ought to start speaking with boldness. Some people might not want to hear it. In fact, I know a lot of people don't want to hear it. But let me just tell you what. If you let this word get into your heart and your life, it is your lifeline. It is your refuge. It is your rock. It is your fortress. If you let it get into your heart and let God speak. We need some bold preaching going on. Let me just say this. I, I don't want to be the last day, the last day church. You know what we're talking about, the last day church. The Bible talks in Revelation chapter 3 tells us about the last day's church. In, in fact, uh, Timothy told us about the last day church. This is what the last day church is looking like now. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covenants, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents and unthankful and unholy. Don't you think that's where we're at today? That's where we're at in churches today. Last day churches. Then in chapter 4 he said, For the time will come when they not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap themselves teachers having itching ears. Tell me what I want to hear. Tell me what I want to hear. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth. We're living in the last day churches now. People don't want boldness of preaching. They don't want God's word in their life anymore. And, and I'm afraid that there are churches today that don't want the word of God in the church anymore. But in order for us to reach our full potential, for our church to reach our full potential, and for our, our, the members of this church reach, reach their full potential, then you and I need to be shaken up. And when you and I need to get our serious prayers going on, we need a spirit to be filled. Of There's some things in our life that we need to be shaken up that we reach the full potential in our life. And let me just say this. If we do those things, if, if, we, if we do get shook up, if we get filled with the Spirit and we speak with boldness and we can, we've got the Scriptures in our hearts, we've got the Scriptures in our mind, we're going to be just like these people here. Some sold out. Some sold out. They had prayed they got the power after the promise and they start preaching with boldness. Verse 32. And the multitude of them that believed were one heart and one soul. Neither of them that caught aught of one thing which they possessed was his own. And they had all things common. And with the great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was Upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked for anything that was possessions of land or house sold them and brought the price of them that was sold out. And they laid them down at the apostles' feet and the distribution was made until the every man according to his own had need. And Joseph, which was the apostle, was surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation, a Levite in the country, country of Cyprus, having land sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. 
Now, I understand this church is in transition. I understand that uh, they're at the beginning. But we're not asking everybody to run in here and sell everything you got and bring it in here. No, that's what I'm not talking. I'm not talking about that. But what I am talking about, that you and I sell out. We give it all, all in, as they say, all in. I'm giving everything in. I'm giving my life, my soul, my body, my heart, my land, my possession. Lord, I'm bringing it all to the table. I'm laying it at the altar. It belongs to you. You use it. I'm selling out for you. I'm sold out. We need some more sold out Christians in this world today. In order for us to have the full potential and the fullness of the strength of God and the power of God on life, then you and I. We're going to have to sell out. We're going to have to say, hey, I'm all in. I'm not, you know, a lot of Christians, they, they want God to be a, in control of a part of their life, but not all of their life. They want to hold back some things. God says, if I can't have all of you, I don't want none of you. Amen. Amen. And God's saying the same thing. If I can't have all that you have, I don't want anything you got. God says, if I can't have your heart, your life, and your soul, then I don't want anything of you. Until you sell out, till you say, Lord, here I am. I'm selling out. I'm giving it all in. That's when we're going to be full strength that we need to be. That's when, that's when I, 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 I got onto this and I got to thinking about this. When they were praying, when they were praying, they got shook. They got shook. Now that's, a, that's a long prayer they prayed right here. Things were happening. They'd been persecuted. They, things was going on in their life. And they said, Lord, we need you in our life. We need you to come down. We need you to come by us. We need to feel you. And let me just say that, church, that's where we're at today. We need to feel the power of God. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We need some boldness to speak the word of God in our lives and throughout this world. Because let me tell you what, what you got, you need to share it with those on the outside. They need to know there is a God in heaven that still saves. There's a God in heaven that still heals. There, my doctor might say, hey, this is it. Uh, you ain't no hope. But there's still a God in heaven that can reach down and take a body that's about to die and bring it up. He's raised the dead before. He can do it again. But until you and I sell out, give him everything, to you and I, the Lord, here I am. We'll never reach the full potential. I would love to see the church packed. I really would. But I want to see faithful people. Told you what, Sunday, Peter stepped out. The 11 stayed. I'd like to have the 11 faithfulness people that stayed in the boat. We're going through some tough times. We will go through some tough times. But stay faithful. And you're only going to stay faithful if you sell out. Disciples sold out. They left their family, left everything. They said, here, we're selling out for you, Jesus. But until we're shaking, you know, see, just know that little bit of time, it's going to settle back down the bottom. It don't take long for it to settle. It, it, don't, it don't take long for your praying, praying to start to settle. Your reading the word of God start to settle. Your witnessing start to settle. It don't take long. And what, 25, 30 minutes? It's settled already. We need to get shooken up, agitated. Lord, 
thoroughly mix it. Get it mixed. And you take that everything in that bottle, all those liquids and all those things that you shake it up, then you got the full potential of what it's meant to be. God said the same thing to you and I. Till we had the praying, till we are filling the spirit, the boldness of the word of God and the preaching, till you sell out, until you get it all shook up, you're not going to reach your full potential. You're going to get settled. You're going to come to church, sit down, says, try your best, Lord. I've settled. I'm settled. Until you get shaken up, well shaken, we got problems. I want to see a church on fire. Amen. I want people to walk by, drive by, and say, man, there's something going on at that church over there. I don't know what got a hold of them, but let me tell you what, I can feel it when I go by. I can drive by and I can feel the presence of God because we got well shaken. We got well shaken. Let us stand. Let's come to the altar tonight.